You're listening to FloridaDaily.net, and I'm Kemp Parr. This morning, my guest is Dr. Bob Peoples, the Executive Director with CARE, the Carpet America Recovery Effort. Bob, how you doing? Good morning, Kemp. I'm doing great. We were together yesterday in Orlando in CARE meeting, and the attendance was better this year. I mean, you had you know roughly 90 people, right? Yeah, I was really pleasantly surprised. We had over 50% growth in attendance this year. What was also really interesting is we had a number of international visitors. We had folks from Australia, Denmark, Ireland, and the United Kingdom there as well. And most people know CARE's goal is to minimize the amount of carpet that ends up in the landfill. You want to find market-based solutions that pay for themselves economically because those beat subsidies. One of the things I want to talk about is get an update on that. But first, I'd like to talk briefly. You've had a long and arduous couple of three months because CalRecycle, which oversees the program in California, which was the first extended producer responsibility program to get passed, you have to submit a plan to them, and they rejected your plan and actually took over the running of the collection centers, and now you've gotten it back and they've approved your five-year plan. Give us a quick update on that. So what happened was when they when they disapproved our plan in November, they invoked the contingency plan that was that was already sitting there. And at the end of the year, they took over the oversight of the program, but under contract, CARE continued to run the program. It, it's been an arduous process. You know, the way funds were handled changed around. We ran into a bit of financial crisis with the fund balance, and we had to manage our way through all of this. But just a week ago Friday, Cal Recycle approved the third try on our five-year plan after they admitted that we had met all the requirements to, to get that approval. So we are back on track as the carpet stewardship organization and trying to get back in control of the program. We've still got some financials to unwind, but we're, we're back on track. Okay. So did you make some concessions or did they just figure out when they were running it themselves, this is hard to do and they wanted to give it back to you? Well, that's an interesting question, Kemp. I think that the staff at Cal Recycle realized that this program is far more complex than than they appreciated. And uh, by the time we got to this final approval, I think the staff was very grateful that, you know, it had been signed and we could take it back over. I can tell you that on the care side, our workload tripled during the time of this contingency plan. So it was not an efficient way to run the program. And it's unfortunate because it came at a time when uh, we hit all of our targets for 2022. In fact, we exceeded the recycling rate target of 27%. We came in at 33% for 2022. And for the first time ever met all of the goals for the year 2022. How many pounds of post-consumer carpet have you diverted from the landfill in California in the past year? Yeah, Kemp, in 2022, we diverted about 55 million pounds uh, in terms of recycled output from the landfill. That represents that 33% recycling rate that I quoted earlier. And and the other thing is um, we have a goal of of meeting or exceeding 75% recycling efficiency, and we actually ended the year at 80%. So, Again, another really strong year from for those metrics. Now, this thing started at a nickel a yard. Prior to April 1st, Broadloom was assessed at 35 cents a square yard, and carpet tile was assessed at 
50 cents a square yard. And then there's a two cent discount on either one of those if it contains greater than or equal to 10% post-consumer content. But Cal Recycle directed CARE uh, on April 1st to increase the assessment to 58 cents per square yard for Broadloom and 73 cents per square yard for carpet tile. And I think for full disclosure for your listeners, um, we will have to go up again on that assessment rate sometime later this fall or the first of the year, because one of the new requirements that Cal Recycle has required is that we uh, create a six month reserve. And they've given us till the end of 2025 to build that reserve, but um, we'll have to increase the assessment in order to, to hit that target. We also know when we covered the news that New York is also coming out with a program, but they've given a two-year deferral on that. They're going to focus on packaging first, and the carpet side of that won't kick in for another couple of years. The, the California program lets the consumer pay for it, and the New York program is going to make the manufacturers pay for it, right? That's correct. They do not want a visible fee to the consumer. They want the carpet industry to bear the cost of uh, setting up the collection and recycling program in the state of New York. How, how much has this fee, which is paid by the consumer in California when they buy carpet, how, how much has that slowed the sale of carpet down in California? That's a great question. The best answer I can give to you now is based on information hot off the press, at the conference, we heard that the average decline in carpet across the U.S. was 13% in Q1 of 2023. We know that the decline in sales of carpet in California in Q1 was 18%. So we saw a five full percentage point drop beyond the national average for carpet in Q1. That gives you a pretty good indication of the difference between the nation and the state of California right now. All right, so when we started this, I talked about market-based solutions, and Frank Andrini gave a report. I don't know all the details. On, it looks like things are headed to a whole process for PET, right? Yeah, I think we do have some, some outlets for PET. They tend to be what we call fiber-agnostic outlets for mechanical processing, but there's just not enough outlets out there to consume the amount of PET is in the marketplace. So we really believe that chemical recycling is going to be a key to being able to absorb all that PET. And the main reason is that these PET chemical recycling plants that are being built by some of the big name chemical companies will command hundreds of millions of pounds of carpet base fiber feedstock, PET feedstock in particular. And hundreds of millions of pounds of fiber means 100 to 130% more in terms of the amount of carpet that has to be collected to liberate that much face fiber. So we're talking about a big impact on the demand, which I believe will help us with market-based solutions because you're going to see for the first time a shift in the supply-demand balance. As these plants come online to get a return on the investment, they're going to have to have feedstock. And to get that feedstock, they're going to have to be willing to pay something for it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so listen, I'm just going to real quick mention that uh, you had some pretty big companies there. You had Exxon there. You had Dow there. It sounds like you've attracted some of the big companies that can maybe come up with a solution. Before we run out of time, you did give two awards at this meeting. Both of them were great people. Tell us a quick summary of that, if you would. 
we decided to do two Person of the Year awards this year. Uh, our first Person of the Year was Joe Yarborough, who is currently the president of the Carpet and Rug Institute, but he is retiring in, in the next six to eight weeks, and that culminates a 55-year career in the carpet industry and, and supporting carpet recycling for over the past 20 years. And the other person we recognize this year is Wyatt Rollins. And Wyatt Rollins is from Shaw Industries, and Wyatt has just announced that he's going to be leaving Shaw probably the end of this month. And Wyatt is one of those quiet intellectual people that has made a huge difference in the recycling world, starting with the original commitment of Shaw Industries at the Augusta plant to depolymerize and recycle Nylon 6, up to today his role in terms of advocacy and serving as previously the vice chair and now the chair of the board of directors of CARE. These are going to be two big losses for the CARE organization and for the carpet industry for that matter. So we thought it was important to recognize their contributions to both the carpet industry and more importantly to the carpet recycling industry. Okay, Bob, you've uh, spent most of your life in the carpet industry. It's great to catch up with you about what's going on with CARE. Again, we're talking to Bob Peoples the Executive Director of CARE, and you've been listening to Kempar and FloorDaily.net.